Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Colder, lows upper 20s to mid 30s. Breezy and chilly on Thursday, highs 45 to 50. Mike Stenifer, WTOP News. We do have some rain heavy at times in the area. 57 in Ruston, 58 in Bethesda. At 659. This is WTOP News. WTOP FM Washington. WWWTFM Manassas. WTLP FM Braddock Heights Frederick. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening, I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Coming up. Breaking news. The Supreme Court will decide whether former President Trump is entitled to broad immunity from federal prosecution. The latest from CBS News in seconds. Then we go in-depth with the Hill newspaper at 7.15. Also breaking a deal is apparently reached to avoid a partial government shutdown on Friday night. And Republican Senate boss Mitch McConnell announces he's stepping down from his role as party leader later in the year. Gonna feel like winter again. Wind and rain ushering in a cold front. WTOP at 7 o'clock. U.S. Supreme Court will hear arguments on whether President Trump is immune from criminal prosecution. Senator Mitch McConnell announces this will be my last term as Republican leader of the Senate. Massive Texas Panhandle wildfire. They have bulldozers on the south flank of this fire. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. The U.S. Supreme Court agrees to hear the Trump immunity case on federal election interference charges. CBS's Jan Crawford. President Trump lost in the Court of Appeals on this issue. The Court of Appeals, in a unanimous ruling with Republican and Democratic appointees, said that he does not have that kind of sweeping absolute immunity from prosecution. So he went right to the Supreme Court and asked the court to put a hold on this case. Now, today, the court is saying the case will remain on hold, but they're also granting a a request by the special counsel, Jack Smith, to consider the merits of this case. They're going to decide this case, and they're going to decide it relatively quickly. They're setting arguments for the week of April 22nd. That means there could be a decision by the end of June. CBS News legal contributor Jessica Levinson. I expect that they will uphold what the D.C. Circuit said. That was a detailed 57-page opinion and Congress, congressional leaders reach a deal to keep the government running past this Friday. CBS's Allison Keyes. In a bipartisan statement, leaders say negotiators have reached agreement on six bills, including transportation and the interior. They say the bills will be voted on prior to March 8th. A second package of bills, including defense and homeland security, will be finalized and voted on before March 22nd. Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky plans to step down as GOP leader. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. However, I'll complete my job. My colleagues have given me until we select a new leader in November. Political analyst Larry Sabato. He doesn't control his caucus the way he once did. There are a lot of outliers in there. I think he just got tired of it, that plus the health problems. Hunter Biden testifies before GOP-led House committees in a closed-door deposition and blasts the Republican impeachment inquiry and says he did not involve his father in his business dealings. After his physical, President Biden at 81 is fit for duty. CBS's Linda Kenyon. Physician to the president, Dr. Kevin O'Connor, states only one notable change since last year, and that's the use of PAP, or positive airway pressure therapy, at night for sleep apnea. There is also a note about a perceptibly stiffened gait since Biden suffered a foot fracture in 2021. The president has some seasonal allergies for which he takes over-the-counter medications, and he takes some prescription medications, including Crestor. Now this. 
Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. It is 7.03 here on WTOP, Wednesday evening, February 28th, 2024. Heavy rain in places and 57 degrees in rest. And good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following for you this hour. It is back to late February temperatures tonight. Wind and rain are marking the change. And now let's get the latest live with WTOP meteorologist Mike Stennerford. Mike, what are you seeing right now? Uh, right now, we've got this pretty intense squall line that's just moved east of the I-95 corridor, heading into our eastern and southeastern suburbs. Very heavy rainfall, about a 10-mile wide band of rainfall, heavy rainfall with this band that's moving off the east around 35 miles an hour. So uh, east of I-95, uh, watch out for some heavy rain, some gusty winds, including the Bay Bridge, over the next hour. Now, the front's moving into the region, and the winds are really starting to pick up. We're seeing a wind gust now of 40 at Dulles Airport, Martinsburg, 43, uh, 39 miles an hour at Hagerstown. We're going to see wind gusts of... Uh, anywhere from 40 to 50 miles an hour for the next couple of hours. Could be a couple of isolated gusts up to 55. That could be enough to bring down some trees and power lines already. And on the extreme uh, western edge of our listening area, it's still hearing that there are some trees down, and they're starting to see some uh, reports of some uh, uh, power outages in Warren County around the Front Royal area. So uh, do be prepared for some wind damage over the next couple of hours as winds really start to gust across the region. And a wind advisory goes until 4 a.m. Thursday morning. Back in just a couple of minutes with your complete forecast. Also new tonight on WTOP, on a night full of breaking news, a bill that would lay the groundwork for a potential Washington Commander's Stadium in the district is facing a major test in Congress tonight. Lawmakers in the House are soon expected to vote on the bill that would give the district a 99-year lease on the RFK Stadium site. The bill would also include proposals to put commercial and residential properties centered around a new stadium. It has bipartisan support and Hill observers expect it to pass. As we say, it includes proposals to put in commercial and residential properties as well around any new football stadium. Five of the eight House members from Maryland, though, say they intend to vote against the bill since the commanders still play in Prince George's County in Landover and some state leaders hope to keep the team there. Well, other news tonight on WTOP, the high school, in fact, the school year, it was just a few weeks old when 16-year-old Jaden Medrano Moore was shot to death outside Duval High School. Tonight, three more teenagers have been arrested and charged with her murder. Police have arrested two 18-year-olds, Raymond Richardson of Lanham and Cameron Anderson of Landover, and a 17-year-old Lanham boy who was charged as an adult. The three, along with another 17-year-old from Glen Arden, who was arrested last September, are facing murder charges for the girl's death outside her school. Police say the girl was walking on Palomar Drive after school when two groups began fighting. Detectives believe the girl was shot when she tried to intervene. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Now 706. Parents and neighbors in one D.C. community are stepping in to make sure students are safe crossing the street on the way to school. They say it's in response to drivers speeding, running red lights, and not stopping at crosswalks. The story from WTOP Scott Gellman. It's really risky for the kids crossing. It's like a highway. That's how parent Allison McGill is describing 11th and G Streets in southeast D.C. near Tyler Elementary School. She's been spending mornings there to help kids cross since the fall of 20- 
2022. So I have a vest and all that stuff just to make sure it's a little bit safer for everybody. McGill is working with council member Charles Allen on making the area safer for kids walking to school. We just see people that are driving way too fast and get impatient and aggressive. Her husband bought her extra insurance just in case. Because I've been almost hit numerous times that we thought that might be wise. Allen says DDOT is exploring short and long-term fixes, but he suspects it may be more of a design problem. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. DDOT does tell WTOP tonight it's done a thorough examination and walkthrough of the intersections along 11th Street Southeast and is now looking for more ways to enhance safety. 707, Virginia's Democratic-controlled House and Senate have agreed on the outlines of a legal market for recreational marijuana. What we don't know is whether Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin will sign, veto, or amend the bills coming out of the legislature. The Washington Post reports the Democratic plans would have the marketplace up and running by May of next year, administered by a state cannabis control authority in Virginia. Retail sales would be taxed at a rate of almost 12% for pot that's higher than the 9% tax rate in nearby Maryland. The General Assembly legalized adult possession of small amounts of recreational marijuana about three years ago when Democrats were last in charge, but put off the complicated job of establishing a regulated marketplace. Well, we were talking a little bit about a vote to bring football perhaps back to D.C. on the RFK Stadium site. Meantime, since 1999, as you know, the Landover, Maryland home of Washington's football team has been called FedEx Field. That is no longer the case. Team leaders tell WTOP FedEx has opted out of the naming deal and the place is now called Commander's Field. As WTOP's Mike Marillo reports, the commanders are looking for a new naming deal for the state. With two years left to go on a more than $200 million deal, FedEx says it will opt out of its naming rights deal with the commanders. In a statement, it says it's decided to not continue the deal as the shipping giant focuses on its broader NFL sponsorship. A 2023 leaked internal team document outlined a provision that allowed the company to end the deal if the team changes ownership, which it did when a group led by Josh Harris took over last year. In its own statement, the commanders thanked FedEx and says it's already looking for a new sponsor who will play what the team says is a crucial role in ushering in the next era of not only commanders football, but also a robust slate of top live events and concerts. This, as the team says, it will spend $75 million to upgrade the stadium. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Coming up here, where are they opening a new Lidl supermarket in the area? And if you dare, two new flavors of Oreo cookies to try. Stay with us. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Let's go to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. Well, Beltway on the inner loop. It is slow from the Dulles Toll Road. Listener describes the crash at the end of the express lanes near the George Washington Parkway uh, at the merge point. So that is along the left side of the roadway on the inner loop. And then it's uh, still slow getting over the American Legion Bridge. But uh, beyond that, the pace picks up. 66 is pretty much without delay at this point. 95 south, briefly slow, getting down through Woodbridge and Dale City. But in the rain, that's to be expected. 395 is doing all right. Going over to Maryland, though, southbound on uh, 5 and 301. Very heavy and slow coming down through Brandywine to McKendry Road. Had a crash there. They're still working on that. And very slow, especially on Route 5, uh, getting to Brandywine Crossing. On 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, still some volume delays here and there. And uh, traffic on 270 is doing all right. 50 out to the Bay Bridge is good to go. The WTOP newsroom furnished by Regency Furniture. Presidential savings are still happening at Regency. Shop now and enjoy 25% off plus free delivery. Affordable never looks so good. Bob Inley, WTOP Traffic. All right, Bob, let's take a look at our radar here. It is areas east of D.C. 
That is Prince George's County, both inside and outside the Beltway, uh, Anne Arundel County, and parts of southern Maryland, including an area just north of Waldorf in Charles County and southern Prince George's County. That's where the heaviest rain is. That's where we're seeing the red and yellow on the radar indicating very heavy rain. There's also steady rain in all of D.C., parts of Montgomery and Fairfax and Prince William counties as this system continues to push west to east. As it does, we're going to have winds kicking up, plenty of heavy rain that we've been describing, and these temperatures gradually falling to what uh, February, late February should feel like. Right now, it's still rather warm with the wharf at 59, Oxon Hill in the National Harbor area at 59, Sterling 56 degrees. As far as our forecast here, once we get through these wind gusts at more than 55 miles an hour overnight, we expect to have a mostly sunny and breezy day tomorrow and a high of 50. Increasing cloudiness warmer on Friday with a high of 55. Saturday showers with a high near 60. And Sunday partly cloudy with a high again near 62. Again, our temperatures now mostly in the upper 50s. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. It's money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Why don't we go to Brennan Hazelton? Lidl, the German supermarket company, is set to begin construction on its fourth Montgomery County store in downtown Bethesda. Company says it will open sometime later this year. Oreo is releasing two new cookie flavors Monday, dirt cake flavor cream and tiramisu thins. Rough day on Wall Street. Dow down 23. NASDAQ lost 88. S&P off 8. Brennan Hazelton, WTOP News. And we'll start to see what the Asia-Pacific markets are doing in just a bit here on WTOP. Money News brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Save on salmon at Whole Foods Market. Sustainable, wild-caught, tropical, marinated, and plain sockeye salmon fillets are 25% off with Prime through March 28th. While supplies last, shop in-store online. Terms apply. Still ahead on WTOP, a huge development involving whether Donald Trump will be going on trial sometime this year here in D.C. related to election interference in January 6th. The U.S. Supreme Court has now agreed to take up the case of presidential immunity. We'll go in-depth coming up. It's 7.13. Ciao. I'm Gian Andrea Noseda, the music director of the National Symphony Orchestra. We are taking your favorite music to new heights at our next concert, and I'd love for you to take flight with us. The Washington Post raves, the NSO has a knack for making old favorites sound not just new, but renewed. March 7th through 9th in the Kennedy Center Concert Hall, the NSO proudly presents Classics in Concert, an evening of timeless masterworks by some of the world's most celebrated composers. If you're new to the world of classical music, fear not. You'll know and love these tunes, and this concert is a perfect introduction. Captivating newcomers and seasoned fans alike with soaring melodies from Leonard Bernstein's Candide. Strauss's Deflatermouse and Rossini's William Tell, along with favorites by Sibelius, Puccini, Florence Price, William Grant Still, and more. Experience this eternal music live in all its grandeur. Don't miss Classics in Concert at the Kennedy Center. Tickets at nationalsymphony.org. Still to come a little later this half hour right here on WTOP. I, I go over to the guy, you're the young kid, and I said, pardon me, do you have that book, You, the Pitiful Alcoholic? You know, it's like, <laughs> and the guy, you have You, the Pitiful Alcoholic? My, my uncle ran out with, like, black tape over his yeah, eyes. That's know? going back a lot of decades to the first David Letterman show on NBC, and that is, of course, comedian and actor Richard Lewis 
We've learned Lewis has died tonight at 76. We'll look back on some of his career coming up on WTOP. Now 714. When it comes to painting, don't do it yourself. Call the pros at your local Serta Pro Painters. This is Dave Dildine, and take it from me, they really do provide excellent workmanship, quality, and a worry-free process for both residential and commercial spaces, all at the right price. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate online at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with see when choosing a painting professional the choice is simple choose happy choose serta pro painters washington's top news wtop facts matter at 715 i'm dimitri sotas thanks for being with us breaking news on wtop well it is almost time for the u.s supreme court to hear about donald trump's efforts to get full presidential immunity. Donald Trump trying to avoid trial here in D.C. and in other places and in other related criminal matters. And the Supreme Court says tonight it's going to hear the case. It's going to hear arguments in April. Let's get all the details tonight live from Zach Schoenfeld. He's courts and legal reporter for The Hill. I set it up ever so briefly, Zach, but tell us the big news tonight. What's going on with uh, SCOTUS? This is an initial blow to special counsel Jack Smith and his goal of trying to take Trump to trial before the 2024 election. This order from the Supreme Court further delays Trump's trial proceedings until they resolve the case. But they did put it on an expedited timeline, setting oral arguments for April, which likely means that the decision will come down during the normal time frame this term, so likely by the end of June. So what that means is if the Supreme Court says Trump does not have immunity, then allowing the case to move forward starting there in the early summer, it gives a narrow window for Smith to, till, to still take Trump to uh, trial before the election. But it's very narrow, likely placing the trial if it does happen in the heat of the general election season. Is there any reason to believe any of the justices buys into the Trump argument that the former president has pretty much total immunity? Legal experts I've spoken to widely expect that the Supreme Court will ultimately rule against Trump. That being said, this is really uncharted territory. This is, of course, the first time that a former president has been charged and indicted with crimes. Uh, So, you know, many of the other cases that we get at the Supreme Court, we know how the justices have spoken and what they've written about in similar cases. But here, where we're talking about these unprecedented issues, we haven't seen the justices have a huge line of cases where we can anticipate. That being said, so far, Every judge that has waived these immunity claims from Donald Trump has rejected them. And like I said, legal experts I have spoken to uh, believe that this is so lopsided that not only the liberal justices might side against Trump here, but I've spoken to a lot of legal experts who even think that there's a potential for the Supreme Court to rule nine to zero against the former president. You've ever so briefly mentioned this. Uh, The arguments are heard in April, a decision by June. Does that give the nation enough time, just enough time maybe to squeeze in that trial before we'll start voting in November? Just possibly, but it would likely mean that this trial does take place in the fall, potentially not even beginning until people start casting their ballots if they're casting absentee or early ballots. The judge in D.C., Judge Tanya Chutkin, has been very insistent that she will not yield the trial calendar to the campaign cycle uh, or Trump's political considerations. So down the road in a few months, there likely is to be that million dollar question of if the Supreme Court rules against Trump and returns this back to the trial court, it will then be in Judge Chutkin's hands of whether she will schedule it in this narrow window this fall a trial 
or pushed until after the election, potentially giving Trump the ability, if he does win the election, to return to the White House and then fire special counsel Jack Smith and get this case tossed. And, you know, uh, in another era, this might be a good question for a Supreme Court justice before the perception of them became so politicized. I mean, isn't it good for the country to have some sense of uh, of a resolution in this case before they go to vote? And And as a nation, are we letting our voters down by just not getting it done in time? Well, the Supreme Court certainly can't seem to get rid of Trump. Of course, this is not the only Trump case on their docket right now. They're also uh, debating whether to disqualify him from the ballot, that case that arose in Colorado uh, under the 14th Amendment. That is a decision that could come out in the coming weeks. So I think not only in that in this immunity case, but also these other cases that have been percolating up through the courts. Really, the Supreme Court is taking a central role here again in the presidential election, arguably not a role that they've played as as much of a role uh, since back in the 2000 election when they decided Bush v. Gore. Obviously, criminal immunity is a bit of a different issue uh, than Bush v. Gore in dealing with recounts in Florida, uh, but still certainly is is thrusting all nine justices right into the political arena, which, of course, comes on the backs of the Supreme Court's approval ratings plummeting. We appreciate you, Zach. Thanks a lot for being with us. Always good to be with you. Thank you. Zach Schoenfeld there. Zach Schoenfeld, courts and legal reporter for The Hill. Some other big stories tonight that we're following. Lawmakers have bought themselves a little more time. There will be no federal government shutdown this weekend. Longtime Republican leader Mitch McConnell is stepping away from that position. FedEx Field will now be be known as Commander's Field, at least until another company steps up to lend its name to the venue. Keep it here for full details. We're right back to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. And in Maryland, it is heavy and slow southbound on Branch Avenue, getting to a point uh, near Brandywine Crossing around McKendree. The crash remains. It is heavy and slow coming down 301, uh, trying to merge onto Route 5 as well. That's been there for a while now. Beltway traffic through Maryland is running pretty well. Things are starting to ease up slow here and there in the rain on the inner loop past Connecticut Avenue, a little bit in Landover, but that's really about it right now. 50 to the Bay Bridge runs without delay. Baltimore-Washington Parkway, 95 at 270, doing all right. In Virginia, have a minor crash inner loop at the point where the express lanes and the main lanes come back together before the George Washington Parkway. That has been on the left side of the roadway. Things are generally good on 66 both ways as well as both, as both 395 and 95. Avoid the hassle of selling privately or dealing with a dealer. We Buy Any Car is the fast and fair way to sell. Get your car's valuation now at webuyanycar.com. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Just want to quickly tell you the U.S. House has started voting on the so-called RFK bill. That's not what it's called. But for purposes of our listeners, this would decide whether D.C. can have access to that RFK stadium site, possibly to build a new commander stadium and all types of other new facilities. The House voting on that right now will tell you the final tally here in just minutes when we know. Let's turn next to Mike Stennifer, WTOP meteorologist. We've got a lot of rain and uh, a lot of wind to come, Mike. Yeah, the wind is really starting to kick up across the region. Widespread reports of wind gusts of 35 to 45 miles per hour from the district northward and westward. So both hands on the wheel. And we've got a squall line that's moving right down the Route 50 corridor from Annapolis out to the Bay Bridge. And another squall line that's pushing its way through portions of southern Maryland, especially into Prince George's County, northern portions of Charles County. could see some gusty winds and some very heavy rainfall here. Uh, winds are really going to start to howl now. The front's coming into the region. And we could see wind gusts anywhere from 35 
35 to 45 miles per hour widespread across the region. Could be some isolated gusts up to 55 miles an hour. And we are getting some reports across uh, some of the far western and northwestern suburbs of some power outages already thanks to these winds. So showers move out over the next hour or so. But the big story over the next several hours will be the wind. Winds of 35 to 45 miles an hour. Some isolated gusts up to 55 miles an hour. Because of that, wind advisory goes until 4 a.m. Later tonight, skies will clear. It'll stay windy. And it's going to turn colder. Our lows upper 20s to mid-30s. Lots of sunshine, breezy and colder on Thursday. Highs only 45 to 50. Then by Friday, increasing clouds, lighter winds, and warmer temperatures. Highs will be in the mid-50s. Right now, College Park 61, Fredericksburg 60. And Dimitri, we have a temperature of 61 at Reagan National. That's brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, it was at one time during the 1980s, 90s, it was tough to turn on a late-night TV talk show and not see this guy in the guest chair, comedian Richard Lewis. And then his career sort of enjoyed a second wind on a popular HBO show. Lewis, we learned tonight, has died at 76. We'll look back on his career in just a bit here on WTOP. Select Auto Imports of Alexandria, Virginia is not having a sale. Even though they have luxury pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes-Benz, Audi, and Range Rovers, they... Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I see. Thank you. Select Auto Imports, um, this is awkward, are in fact having a sale. They're expanding and need the room. Check out the entire inventory of over 100 luxury cars on sale for a limited time. Online at selectautoimports.com or in Alexandria. The not having a sale sale from Select Auto Imports. You can do it all by yourself, baby girl. What's your name? Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a Spilled your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So, you can get back to your night. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. news on WTOP. Well, lawmakers have breathed new life into legislation that would give D.C. control of the old RFK stadium site. The voting's still continuing, but Juan Herrera at the WTOP producer's desk tells me there are enough yes votes now to push this thing through. So this would mean that D.C. would have almost a century now of control of that RFK stadium site to build all kinds of new projects, including possibly a commander's stadium. We'll have a live update for you coming up just a little later here, just after 730 on WTOP. No Fairfax Connector bus service again tomorrow. There's an ongoing strike among drivers and mechanics. Tomorrow will mark one week since the walkout began and people had to find other means of transportation for Fairfax Connector. No bus service again tomorrow. Comedian and actor Richard Lewis has died at 76. The stand-up comic first achieved fame in the 80s with his dark sense of humor. Richard Lewis was a well-known stand-up comedian. Obviously, I don't know if you know me or not, but I... I'm no gift. He was in movies and several TV shows, but will probably be most remembered for his role on Curb Your Enthusiasm, where he played a fictional version of himself. I'm leaving you in my will. I'm tweaking it, and you're in it. No, no, no. Don't, don't do that. It's done. According to his publicist, he died last night peacefully at his home in Los Angeles after suffering a heart attack. Stacey Lynn, CBS News. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. 725, and let's go to Rob Woodfork. All right, Maryland and Northwestern going back and forth in College Park, where Dave Preston has a live update. 
831 to play in the first half, Rob, and the Terrapins lead 12-11. to It's been a rough start offensively, to say the least. They're shooting just 3 of 13 from the field, 1 of 7 from three-point range. They missed three of their first six free throws. Nick Martinelli pacing the visitors with a lukewarm four early points. 12-11, Maryland with the lead, 831 to play in the first half. Also in the early going, James Madison leads at Georgia State. Uh, Navy also with the early advantage at Lafayette. VCU, a big uh, lead over uh, Rhode Island, actually now just going to halftime, uh, 42-21, so doubling and a mop. Uh, earlier tonight, uh, American routed Army 